Welcome, everyone, to this episode of This One Time at OU. And we always have special guests, but today we have a great guest. So happy to have uh, Mayor Patterson on. Good evening, Mayor. Good evening. And Good equally, evening. Equally happy to have Roz. Roz, how are you? Hi, Tim. Hi, Mayor Patterson. He's the mayor of Athens, by the way, everyone. So he's a lucky guy. He gets to run one of our favorite towns. <laughs> Yeah, lucky guy in a very interesting time. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Ross. very interesting. We guy. are now, looking forward to his stories. Are you originally from Athens? No, I am not, Tim. Um, I grew up uh, until I was about eighteen in Portland, Oregon. Um, uh, had an interesting life there. It was great. Um, yeah, that's pretty was, far from Athens. You know, it, it really it is. <laughs> I know people it's, go uh, from uh, Athens to Portland, not usually the other way around. No, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but early on, uh, yeah, you know, one of the things early on in my mayor term, first term, um, there was a, a company, Dirty Girl Coffee, and I was talking with them and and talking about how to because they were fairly new to the area, and I said, you know. Um, I'm originally from Portland and they said, oh, Portland's a great place, you know, Portlandia. And I said, yeah. And you know what? Athens is kind of an Athlandia version of that. And so they ended up making a coffee called Athlandia Coffee, which was kind of fun. But no, I grew up in Portland. I uh, lived there, like I said, until uh, I finished high school. And then for whatever reason, I got the, the travel bug. Um, I was bit by the travel bug, wanted to see as much of the country as I could. So I spent um, quite a bit of time, uh, about a year, almost a year and a half, hitchhiking back and forth across the United States. And okay, so this wasn't 10 years ago. Well, what time frame are we looking at? Oh, no, this would, would be uh, 1978 to almost 1980-ish. Um, uh, good music right. times then, too. You had a... it, it really was. Well, you know, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay was one of the songs that kind of led me going down to California first. So I went down to California, then bounced over to Arizona, you know, spent uh, several months in Tucson. And then from there, made it all the way over to the Florida coast. Um, and then from there up to Denver, Colorado. Um, was there for a little while and then ended up traveling back to Portland. But I have to share, it was kind of a funny story. I ran into some Wait a folks. minute, you hitchhiked to all those places? I, I, was, I, I was thinking I, the same. I'm like, that is Steve amazing. sees America. Like, <laughs> fantastic. The power of the thumb. The, <laughs> you know, right. Back, back when it was somewhat okay, I guess. I don't know. Um, Wait, I, we had friends that did it. Yeah. So yeah. It much so, more normal. <laughs> it, it was really normal when I was a kid growing up. So we, uh, so then I ran into some folks who were in the Air Force um, back again in the Phoenix area, Phoenix, Arizona. And we're, we're sitting around, you know, over a beer or something. And they were talking about, they, you know, what I'd been doing. And I said, oh, I've been hitchhiking over, just kind of seeing the world. And they said, oh, if you like to see the world, you need to join the Air Force. And there was people that that were there that were Air Force active duty and they'd been to England, they'd been to Spain and Italy and Turkey and all these cool places. So you know what? I enlisted. Wow, you took it to the next level. I took it to the next level. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, you know where I landed for the next eight and a half years was Grand Forks, North Dakota. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Which it. was still great. 
Um, my time, uh, it was kind of back and forth between San Antonio, Texas and uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota. Um, but it was during my time at Grand Forks that I ended up getting my bachelor's degree from the University of North Dakota while full-time active duty. Um, and then from there went on to the um, Bethesda, Maryland area to get my PhD in health psychology and and then still bounced around a little bit more with postdoctoral work, stayed in the Air Force, but as an Air National Guardsman out of Andrews Air Force Base in Washington, D.C. And then from from uh, after graduating from graduate school, my Ph.D., I went and spent some time in Pittsburgh at the University of Pittsburgh, then down to Memphis to uh, the University of Tennessee College of Medicine in Memphis. And then I applied to. Um, a position here in Athens at Ohio University. And like what time frame are we at now? Like now we uh, let's roll forward to um, 1998. So it was April of 1998 that I arrived in Athens for the very first time ever. I, I think I'd only been in Ohio once before when I was 17 and that was a layover in Columbus. So I'd never been to Ohio really. Um, Drove here what from made Pittsburgh. you uh, choose to go to OU? Uh, you know, well, it was one of those interesting moments. Again, I had an interview at here at Ohio University in the psychology department for a, a tenure track position. Also had an interview at the University of Cincinnati and then a university uh, and then also at the University of Kentucky. Um, OU was my first interview. And like I said, it was April. I drove here from Pittsburgh and coming along 50. And as you come into the city, as we all know so well, that you're sweeping along the river and you're looking across at the spires and the brick buildings and the, the well, it wasn't green yet, but, you know, you get the idea. And it was just, I had one of those moments right away to where I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know what it is about this place. I've never been here. I got to figure out how to make this interview work for me because this is where I was meant to be. Uh, and the, I got the, the position um, and started teaching in the psychology department that fall, the fall of 1998, and uh, uh, loved it. Loved, I've lived in 14 major and minor cities in my life, and there is just no place at all like Athens. Both the, the community, the university vibe, um, the international student body that certainly makes Athens rich uh, with the stories that they convey, as well as what they learn about Appalachian, Southeastern Ohio. Uh, it was just, uh, it, was, it was truly love at first sight. Uh, yeah. And you had been a lot of places to judge it again. So it's not like a lot of people might, you know, live in a town and go off to college and fall in love and media with, with Athens. You, uh, you did the tour and then you, you kind of saved the best for last. I really did. And I really did. And, and, you know, Tim, I still travel to conferences all over the nation and really, you know, around the globe. And the, the, the thing I love about doing that is that I'm still looking at what other, you know, metropolitan areas, whether cities, towns, villages, what they have and try to, you know, it, it never hurts to steal interesting ideas and bring them back to Athens again and see what works. And, you know, not always does do things work, but Often they do. Like uh, if you're familiar with the Armory Park that is right next to the city's armory, it's the, the newest of the parks. Um, it's a special little place, but it was 
a, formerly a gravel parking lot that we've decided, you know what, let's turn this into a gathering space that people can enjoy right in the heart of, of uptown Athens. Yes, I saw that when I was there recently. It's really nice. Isn't that fun? And I had been a member of the Ohio Army National Guard and then later the, the uh, U.S. Army's Reserves for 34 years. So I uh, had been to that Army actually when I was in college as well. Well, thank you. Thanks for what serving. What is in that building? Veering off to a different subject, I'm just curious. What's in the armory? Well, interestingly, you know, I really became familiar with the armory when I was a city council member, um, an at-large city council member here. Um, it had kind of become a repository for um, for things that were being thrown away or no longer in use. Uh, it's a gorgeous building on the inside. It was built in, in 1916. Wow. Uh, and it was a place where individuals uh, from the Ohio National Guard left the uh, the county and went over to fight in World War One, And then again in World War II and the Korean conflict and Vietnam. It was an active unit for quite some time. And then in 1997, the... Ohio National Guard sold it to the city of Athens, and we've been the owners since, but it's kind of been sitting in mothballs until we can find the right purpose for it. Um, I kind of envision it as a share space slash maybe maker space or something that's more communal and people can drop in and, and uh, you know, work at a, at a small office space if they want to, as opposed to working in their home office or something along those lines. Right. Which, with yeah, COVID-19, I saw one as, as a craft. Kind of I mean, it's kind of, as an, I saw one that they made into an art co-op and that was kind of cool. Oh yeah. The Columbus. But, you, know, you have to have enough people to be able to do that. Columbus Armory has done that. And it's, uh, I've been inside that armory. It's very impressive as an art co-op. Um, but you know, I think so many people and so many companies now are understanding under the our current um, pandemic that we're living through, they're realizing that people are effectively working from home or working remotely. And uh, so I often think, you know, the armory could be such a space as that. It's about 16,000 square foot of space. Um, and it could fit well to where people might go, huh? Athens seems to be a fairly safe place to live, so maybe we'll move to Athens and, and uh, set up shop and work remotely for company X, Y, and Z out of Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, name a big city. Right. Yeah, and then right. shared shared office space. But hey, wait a minute. Uh, you didn't even mention city council, so you came to Athens, and we're back at, uh, what time did you, when did you come to Athens? 98. 98. So, so 98. He's a what psychology happened professor. Yeah. Uh, you put your roots down and what, what, let's pick up from there. Okay, well, put my roots down. Um, and again, I was uh, uh, on a tenure track in the psychology department as a health psychologist. And in 19, or I'm sorry, in uh, 2004, um, I was granted tenure. Uh, so I was an associate professor with tenure, still teaching the psychology department. I, I, I was involved for about seven years on and off on faculty senate, which I really enjoyed. Um, it was interesting to kind of work through some of the issues of shared governance um, with the senior administration. And uh, I think that's when I started thinking 
a little bit differently. Like, you know, I would like to, since I've been in public service for the vast majority of my life, two thirds of my life, I've been in public service. Um, I started thinking, why don't I run for city council at large? So I did, um, ran for, for an at-large seat in 2011 um, and won uh, for one of the three at-large seats. So I, I was successful there, ran again for a second term in 2013, which would have been uh, started in 2014 to the end of 2015. The former mayor, Paul Weil, decided that he was not going to run for a third term as mayor. And I sat down with him and I said, you know, Paul is his name. I said, you know, I, I think I think I could do pretty good at, at, at being the mayor in Athens or would do pretty well. And he uh, he said, I agree with you. You know, you should shoot, think about running. So sat down with my wife. Um, I have uh, my wife, Connie Patterson, and my two eight and a half year old twin daughters, Adelia and Alana. Uh, who were not eight and a half at the time, they were um, four. And so they didn't get a vote, right? Not really. <laughs> Connie had them covered in their vote. She did. She did. Um, and the interesting thing, the mayor for Athens is what's referred to as a strong mayor. We're a statutory city. It's a full time job. I was going to um, ask that. I know. I figured it was a full-time job because Athens is pretty big. But It is. I mean, there's I a lot of mayors ask. that are part-time or what they call a weak mayor. And so you can't have two full-time jobs. And so the conversation around the dinner table was, by and large, you know, do you really want to walk away from tenure, you know, resign your tenure uh, and leave your live, live your life four years at a time? But she knew, my wife knew how how much the city meant to me. And she said, look, we're all in if you're all in. And I said, I'm all in. And like, the you rest want macaroni and cheese on Thursday or macaroni <laughs> and cheese with hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, with hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, so good that, move there. And what way to, that's super. Yeah, it's, uh, and like I said, I, this is my second term. I'm about five months in, six months into my second term. Yeah, you had to give up tenure. That really shows your commitment. Can you get it back? No, no, uh, Tim. And you know, I I see myself doing this for for uh, some time to come. Uh, I enjoy doing what I'm doing that much. Um, I have a lot of empathy for colleagues of mine who are brand new mayors um, that are into this. You know, five months in, and uh, you know, conversations that I have with them is I feel like, you know, I feel like I have just dumped off, jumped off the deep end and I don't know how to swim uh, with with everything that people are, are working their way through with, with COVID-19. But yes, it's a, this is a tough time to be a man. Yeah, and it's sure. a good, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it would show your strengths. But you know what? I did some research on you prior to having you on and I didn't find any, you know, I hate Mayor Patterson pages. So I think, uh, think you're well-liked. Way to go. Wow. <laughs> That's Thank amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was... I was pretty excited this past election, uh, the uh, 2017 election, actually 2015 election, um, to where um, I ended up winning with 80, almost 80 percent of the vote, which was wonderful. And what that speaks to is that uh, a lot of people, I think you did a good job your first four years. That's what were, that speaks to. That's right. I think people were pleased. I was in, I'm sorry. That was in 2000. 19 going into 20. So, yeah. 
Congrats. Right. You know, I worked at, when I was a student there, I worked for a gentleman, uh, Scott Hunter, Hunter Hardware. I think he was in the city council. Is he still around? Uh, I don't know. And I do know the name. I think you're right. Um, that Scott Hunter was on. Um, and I also know that there was Gary Hunter, who's a lawyer in town, was um, also was the law director for the city. Now, I don't know if they're related at all or not, but um, I do know Scott Hunter. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry to get get off track. Well, that's, that's super. Now, did you live in Athens in the same house the whole time? No. Um, I, you know, I spent probably the first eight years here in Athens. I tried right. out 17 houses like I did in these cities. I rented for quite a while here in Athens. Um, and then uh, my wife and I, uh, while we were dating at the time, started kind of doing a little house hunting, knowing that we were going to get married. Uh, I proposed to her. So we looked around. So we um, found a, a nice little fixer upper on the south side of the city. Um, and then um, as if a mayor needs to really be concerned with building a house, we, we decided in 2016, um, shortly after my mother and father had both passed away, to go ahead and, and build a house. So we, we, we built a home on the south side of the city. So that's, that's great. Well, Athens gave you the love of your life. It gave you your career. Um, What's uh, we got to hear some stories from your time in Athens. I mean, Athens is such a unique place. Like you said, you traveled all over uh, the country and it was so unique. And I really think it was or is at very kind of progressive and, uh, you know, is really leading the way in a lot of uh, the progressive things. So either from your psychology professor time or your time as mayor, do you have any memories that stick out of your time in Athens that, that you'd be willing to share in public anyways? Yeah, good or bad. Even like, you know what? I was a mayor. I had no idea what I was doing. You never guess what I said. I said, let's, let's lower the drinking age of 16. So so crazy stories are, are welcomed as well. I don't know that I have any really crazy stories. Um, I, I will share um, another thing that I think influenced me in a way to run for public office as a city council member uh, and then again for mayor. While I was um, a faculty member in the psychology department, I was also the doorman at Tony's, one of our local establishments. Oh, for, we love Tony's. For, that, that's for our favorite. Years. We've had Tony on the show too. You have to check out our archives. Oh, he, I will. He was, on, he was on last year. I totally will do that. Yeah, so I, I was... The, the doorman uh, guy checking IDs and making sure everyone was staying, uh, you know, not getting rowdy, which, you know, Tony's as well as I do. It's not a rowdy place. Um, he had some good stories, though. You got to check it, check it out. Yeah. Well, you know, he used to, to joke because my wife, um, who was my fiance at the time, she had her Ph.D. She was working as a bar back there. A couple of friends of ours. At one time, Tony had four PhDs working for him, and he used to sit, sit there and say, I think I've got the most intelligent bar staff of anybody in the city. Don't, <laughs> don't know if that's true or not, but uh, it, it was it, it was that five years of doing that job, and it was every Friday night, to where I really got to see and understand the business side of Athens, um, got to really engage with 
a lot of very interesting people that were, were regulars or that would drop in to Tony's. Uh, a lot of politics was spoken in Tony's from time to time. So I really enjoyed getting to understand the the true Athens, I guess, for lack of a better way to phrase it. It was just uh, you're, you're kind of in the, in the, the trenches with everybody. And it was I enjoyed that. Right. I, I really, what an interesting perspective. It, it you were there every Friday night for five years. I'm sure you checked my ID once or twice. <laughs> I like to visit a lot. Yeah, Roz <laughs> goes back multiple times every year since she graduated in, in 1990. Now her son's here, so. Nice. Well, yes, I will share I, one quick story. I took story. him there multiple times since he was a kid, so it worked. My plan worked. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Well, Roz, I may have checked your ID. Um, there was a funny story at, at, at being the doorman. Um, I was checking IDs one evening and this individual who I didn't look at their face first, I just looked at the ID, I looked at the ID and I was about ready to look up and go, how are you? Because it was the ID of someone who was working as a research assistant in my lab. Well, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. So I ended up taking the ID and then having a little conversation with the owner of the ID some days later. And uh, it was just one of those funny moments like, this is not you. But uh, Uh, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Why did he do that? (laughs) Right, right. And, And having lived in so many different cities, some of the other funny stories is, you know, someone would hand you an ID and you're looking at it and it would be Pittsburgh. I lived in Pittsburgh for a couple of years and visited a lot um, over the course of time. So I knew Pittsburgh like the back of my hand and I'm sitting there looking at an ID and I said, oh, knowing where this address was. So what neighborhood in Pittsburgh? Because Pittsburgh's the city of neighborhoods, right? What's What neighborhood are, are you from? What part of Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? No, no. What part of Pittsburgh are you from? Pittsburgh? <laughs> and finally it's like, this is a giveaway. Yeah. yeah. Near the bridge? by one of the rivers <laughs> yeah so but when Roz and I went there though you didn't need uh, I guess I was always old enough to drink when I started because I started a quarter late uh, due to military so I was I think 19 I was allowed to drink there so I didn't really have ID problems yeah Roz yeah. you were young though Roz yes I was you know not grandfathered in like all of my friends were I was a little on the younger side, but uh, so yeah, that we were there during that weird time where, uh, you know, they changed the rule from 19 to 21 and you got grandfathered in, but some people didn't like me. <laughs> so uh, that but was you, it. But you really still made, made your rounds for sure. Somehow I may have gotten in the bars. Like not <laughs> somehow, <laughs> some way. Now, Tim, Tim, did you ever serve active duty when you were in the military? Well, I've been deployed to Afghanistan and then then smaller deployments, but Afghanistan for a year, 2009 through 10, like halfway there, uh, half in each year. Yeah, and I just just retired uh, in August, so 34 years is a good time. Now, you're in the Air Force. Did you fly? I, I did not. I uh, was Everyone asks that. Don't they assume that? That's kind of a dumb thing to say. No, so no, no, no. That. No, like, it's not. Um, no, but Grand I, Forks I, is mostly a big uh, aircraft facility, isn't it? It was a a, a B fifty two, then it transitioned to the B one B bomber for, uh, and I believe they probably still have those there. Plus, they also there was they were a dual wing. They had a missile wing with 
the big Minuteman ICBMs there as well. Yeah, the 318th is 80. Uh, and I was enlisted for eight and a half years. And then when I transitioned to the Air National Guard out of Andrews Air Force Base in Washington, D.C. to go to graduate school, um, I sat before an officer selection board because there were two or three positions that were opening up and I got lucky. Um, I, I remember my commander who was on the selection board looked at me and he said, I don't know that I can have a staff sergeant with his PhD. Uh, so we should probably give this guy a commission. So I, nice. I started That's all the way over to do again. it. Yeah. Way to go. So I started at the bottom, uh, graduated from OTS officer training school as a second Lieutenant and worked my way up to major, uh, and retired in 2003 from the Air National Guard. So uh, I, too, am a retiree veteran. So well, thank you for your, your service. And, and that's great. And didn't it put a particularly start enlisted? I was enlisted only for a couple of years, but didn't it put your perspective kind of going through the ranks? And I'm sure that had to uh, carry over to to be in your later on leadership roles in the civilian world, certainly with mayor. It, it does, Tim. Uh, and that's something I share a lot with individuals who will listen anyway is that, you know, it's it's a real different perspective, especially, again, in my case, where for eight and a half years, I was an enlisted member and worked my way up to NCO status and then to make the jump non-commissioned officer and then to make the jump and start at the bottom again. I know with my troops, the airmen at Andrews Air Force Base, I certainly saw them differently than I think my peers who were you know, straight out of college and commissioned and had never had an enlisted experience. Um, and so it, it certainly has informed or educated or that experience has transitioned into not only my, my uh, professor role at Ohio University, but also as, as a city council member and as mayor. It, it certainly shaped who I am. Certainly. And I would say in my career, my enlisted friends and officer friends are probably 50-50, if not more enlisted. Just you work, I don't know. It just, if you have the right environment, I guess the rank doesn't matter. That's, that's true. That's true. And the Guard is very different. You know, we're, we're citizen soldiers and we're called on as you were, you know, to work shoulder to shoulder with the active duty ranks. Um, and we're, uh, you know, I think the Army and the Air Guard are, are integral parts of our nation's protection. For sure. And Roz is like, hey, guys, this is about Athens and OU. Stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little lost. Uh, yeah, no, she's like, no, she's like, hey, we don't want to talk. Thank you for your service, both uh, yeah. of you, for sure. <laughs> I didn't have the guts to enlist anywhere. You're I just nice, became Roz. a cocktail waitress. <laughs> that was how I served. My people. Hey, that's an important. From OU. That's, yes. that's an important e serve. Equally important. I Literally served the people. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mayor Patterson, tell us what's on the horizon. What's your big next big initiative for for Athens? Well, you know, one of the things, and I kind of touched on this a minute ago. One of the things that I'm working with one of the county commissioners on, um, Commissioner Schmiel, is again, I think. I think a lot of individuals are starting to realize, and I think a lot of companies and businesses are realizing that this work remotely environment, it works, that people are getting their work done and businesses and companies, I think are still doing well under the, the current pandemic situation. And so one of the things I really wanna start doing is promoting Athens to people 
to where, you know, you can come and live here in Athens and experience the beautiful topography that we have, the beautiful countryside, the, all the recreational amenities that we have here, everything from a 22 mile long bike path to soon to be, uh, you know, a 25 mile mountain biking trail system and the Bailey trail system, which ultimately will hopefully be 88 miles in length. Uh, no, I'm a big mountain biker and I've seen a lot of transition. I, I that's, that's kind of my hobby. So Athens is, is perfect for that. I mean, you already had the stuff at Strouds, which we rode back in the early nineties, but yeah, that's, that's a great, and it does bring a lot of people a lot more than you think. It, it does. So it's really continually promoting Athens as a place to live, work and play. Um, and uh, and be a part of our our culture and our community. Um, that's a big thing. The Bailey Trail system um, is a big thing. I'm the uh, the uh, chair of the board for what's called the Outdoor Recreation Council of Appalachia, uh, which one element is the Bailey Trail system, but it's also looking at different ways in which we can utilize our waterway, the Hocking River, and get more people to kayak and canoe on it. Now, we had an episode, though, about surfing that. I thought that's what happened there. Surf Ohio. We had a gentleman who did the shirts. I like it. I like it. Now, if we can do it safely, let's do it. Um, so that's some of the bigger things. I mentioned the armory. I still have high hopes for turning the armory into something that people can really experience and enjoy. It's, a, it's you know, iconically placed at the north end of Court Street. And, you know, I'm really... Uh, hopeful that uh, in time when we continue to migrate into our new normal that a lot of our cherished events as you're both i'm sure well aware of everything from boogie on the bricks bounty on the bricks uh the ohio brew week's last call you know gosh we even had the brick criterium come back last year which oh the, that's great the brick was always a great event it was i, I only the brick i'm sorry i don't know what the brick it was is. a bicycle race through town um, I, I guess that's what it is a criterium. Just, oh. uh, I think they do laps through town, correct? They they do. Um, it was an interesting course that would go all the way down Court Street to State Street, and then go up to Congress, Congress back down to Union, and then Union to Court. So it was a big oval, oh. uh, and the the perf the pro riders loved it because it gave them one challenging topography because you're you're you know it's got a little bit of hill to it, and some of people would say it's got a lot of hill to it. And then you're navigating around brick streets, which a lot of the pro cyclists, as well as the semi-pro and amateur riders, love that challenge as well. So brought some of them back home. You know that that's what they grew up riding on, on the brick streets. Oh yes, yeah. Now, is there is there an, is there a um, city pool? I can't remember. There is. Okay, there is. Okay. And that's Tim, always... to that point, you know, for years we had. Um, the uh, Athens City Pool, which was one tank of water. It was an Olympic-sized swing pool. And then there was a top pool. Um, two years ago, three years ago, uh, we had a levy that was passed to basically, among other things, rebuild, build a new city swimming pool. So we have a rather nice new city swimming pool. It's six tanks of water, a leisure pool, a lap lane pool, dive well, two run-out slides, uh, a tot pool and a splash pad. Um, but unfortunately for this year, and this was not an easy decision with COVID-19, we, we uh, decided for the safety of everyone 
uh, and, and given the guidance that we had from the Ohio Department of Health that we were not able to open the pool this year. But no, we'll open again next year. It's a beautiful facility. It sounds um, great. I, you know what? I was thinking the only thing Athens might need as you promote it, do you guys have a good theme song? Roz and I can work on that. Oh, please do. Please <laughs> yeah. work on it. We'll send yes. it out on, on a, with this feed like, hey, contest, let's give Athens – come up with Athens theme song. I think we could, would you be open to that? Let's see what we come up with. Tim and Roz, if you guys can do it, I'm right. down with that. Do it. Do it. Right. I love we'll, it. We'll see. Like, you don't have to accept anything, but at least we'll get a, we'll get a couple, couple to, for you to check out. The A-Town song. Yeah, that's I love what we it. Need. <laughs> I like when they call it A-Town. <laughs> well, you know, another thing to share, I'd like to share real quick with both of you is uh, four years ago, the city decided, you know what, we should have an Athens Poet Laureate. Um, and so we um, have now had, we have our third Poet Laureate, uh, Wendy McVicker. Um, before that, the first one was Allison Stein. And then Carrie Gunther Seymour was the second Poet Laureate. And um, wow, the thing, how very progressive. That's very awesome. progressive. And what I'm really proud of is that Carrie Gunther Seymour applied and was um, um, named the Ohio Poet Laureate. So she's now the Poet Laureate for the governor for the entire state. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, does Ethelred Eldridge get a honorary? You know, always, always. From Siegfried to the Richland Avenue roundabout passageway. Have you ever seen, you ever seen the yeah, tunnel yeah. where we have yeah. an Etheridge there? It's yes. Yes. Yeah. No, his daughter is on, and I was I took three classes from him, so I'm a fan. So that that's great. No, that is that's super. And you have done a fantastic job. I mean, um, we got to mention the marijuana laws, and that you Athens is definitely leading in that forefront as well. I think so. Yes, we are. Way We're to leading go. In that I thought world. that was a state thing. It's not. No, it's city of Athens. Well, oh, I didn't know. We My jumped son in knows early. all about it. <laughs> you know, we we also jumped in early and fast and proudly um, to make sure that our LGBTQ community is safe uh, and, yes. and, and welcomed in the city of Athens with our domestic registry, uh, with the anti-conversion ban ordinance that went through some time ago. Um, no, we've, we are... Um, we really strive to be as welcoming and um, inclusive as we possibly can be here in the city of Athens. Right. I think you're turning these students into residents from what I see. So they, yes, they, they get are. down there to OU and like you, they come for the college and they stay for the town. You know, every <laughs> class has a few people to stay. And I imagine there's probably more as time goes on. I don't know. That comes in, in, in waves, I'm sure. But. Now's a great time, particularly with what you're doing. And we're, we're so glad to have you on the show. Um, if you had to say, what is your favorite thing about Athens? What would it be? Oh, and, and obviously not family is a given. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is a given. You know, I'd say that my, my most favorite thing about Athens is, is, how rich we are with having a great university in such a great city and that we work very well together, shoulder to shoulder. Um, and I mentioned the international student body. We, we are a very diverse community and a large part of that is due to the university attracting people from gosh, what 119 
uh, countries around the globe. That's what I love about Athens is that we have stories to share with those who come from other countries and those who are coming from other countries are always sharing with us. And so it just creates, creates this, this great um, fabric that we have here of storytelling, which is just amazing. Yes, that is a good point. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Mayor Patterson. I, we won't keep you much longer. I know you mentioned you're going to go pick up some casa, so <laughs> I'm sure your stomach is ready for that. It is. But uh, congratulations on the second term and and keeping Athens uh, the great city that we love. And good luck with with the you know pandemic and all those challenges. I'm sure. Athens will come out strong. Thank you. Thank you, Roz. And thank you, Tim, for having me. Thank on. you so much. And Rob, really always a pleasure. It. It's, I've really Same enjoyed here. this. All right. All thanks. Right. Bye-bye. All right. All right.